Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie. Thank you guys so much for listening. Whoever is out there listening, I so, so, so appreciate it. I told you all I will be saying this because I do appreciate it more than anybody will ever know. So just thank you for whoever is out there listening to um, my little baby podcast, you know. So again, I just really appreciate it. So we are still just reviewing just um, Shaws of Sunset. I have been watching uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and also New York. I do just want to touch on kind of just how they've been dealing with the racial equality that was going on um, and just making it a conversation, which I'm I'm happy to see instead of, you know, just not talking about it at all. With uh, Real Housewives of New York, I am loving, loving Ebony K. Williams. Um, I love that she goes by Ebony K. Williams. I just think it's great. Um, So I am loving her, loving the relationship that she is having with Sonia um, and just telling Sonia, like Sonia needed to hear that she is a queen because she is. Yes, Sonia gets super wacky, and especially when she gets drunk, she definitely goes off the handle just a a wee bit. Sometimes a little bit concerning, but I love Sonia so, 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 so much. Like, New York would not be what it is if Sonia Morgan was not on that damn show. I am just loving their relationship, and I am loving how... Ebony is handling the way Lou came at her when she said, when Lou um, told her that she was being angry. I love how she really just, you know, made sure that she was aware, like, I'm not going to apologize for being, for being angry, number one, but you need to apologize for me for calling me angry and trying to perpetuate that stereotype of an angry black woman. I just, I, I just really love, love, love how well she handled that whole situation. I just thought it was great. Luann, I mean, we all know, like, she's just, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to say about Luann. She, some days I like her, some days I don't. It just, you know, it changes with the wind. (laughs) Just changes with wind. Who can say? I just think that she handled herself really well because I would have definitely gone off the fucking handle if Luann said some shit like that to me, especially when uh, literally two seconds before Ebony went off, Leah, uh, Leah had gone off, but nobody called her angry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like nobody, nobody said anything. Nobody said anything to that effect at all. But once Ebony went off, of course, she's just the angry one. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I am watching uh, New York. I, I am liking the season so far. I've never been a real fan of uh, what's her name, Heather Thompson. Uh, clearly, since I can't remember her name. So I don't really know. I don't really know if she's really, I guess, really bringing anything to the show. I guess, I mean, let's be, truly she is because her and Leah just keep getting into it. So it is, she is bringing entertainment. Also, I wish Leah would just go home to her grandma. I wish that she would. Like Leah is, is hanging on by a thread right now and she should not be on this Hampton Strip. I think I saw a post, I want to say it was uh, Bravo Housewives. I'm not sure. It was uh, It was an account on IG where they were just asking, like, should Lee even be here? Or was, like, was she going to get in trouble or whatever if she wasn't on the trip? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I can't imagine that she would be. I mean, her grandma is dying. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, 
stuff happens. You know what I mean? Like they, they have to have allowances for that. Like this, I don't know. So I just thought it was very, maybe that was just her way of just trying to maybe in a sense, maybe just deal with it all. Um, it's just, you know, doing something else, but she need she just needs to go be with her grandma. She really does. Like, I think she, she stayed in this situation, uh, with the, with the ladies in Hampton, in the Hamptons for way longer than she should have. But, you know, here we are. Kick it over to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. With the last episode that I just watched, uh, we just finally are getting to where Erica Jane has told, um, I think she sent out a message to Kyle, Dorit, and Lisa and let them know that she just filed for divorce. They were just literally in Lake Tahoe. She didn't mention it, not a one. But again, loving the editors. Okay, I don't know... I don't know what's going on in Bravo, at Bravo, but these editors and these goddamn cameramen, they are, they have been given just some real, just, you know, allowance, not allowances, but they have been able to do way more than what we have seen in previous years. Okay. We are getting zooms and, and just sides, just side situations or, um, you know, different graphics or I don't, I don't know, but it is, it's great. It's great. I don't want it to stop. So with the whole Erica of it all, she had made a comment to Garcelle where she was saying, you know, you just never know what's going on in someone's life. You just never know. Uh, yeah, Erica. And neither does anybody else know that you are struggling with your husband right now. We don't know anything of what's going on. Nobody does. None of the people that were close to you or supposedly close to you, air quotes, that are on the show. So, yeah. Um, I'm loving Kathy Hilton, loving her. Do I want her to be a full-time housewife? I don't think so, but I'm loving her as a friend of, and I don't want that to stop. Not even one little bit. She's great. She is great. I, I am loving that she is, has a, such a, I don't give a shit attitude about this show <laughs> that I am just loving. She's like, listen, I don't need this show. Okay. I'm just here just to do something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm golden. I, I've been golden for, for a long time. She's, you know, she's got that old money, you know? So she worried. <laughs> so she could give a shit about, <laughs> about, about glam or going on these dumbass excursions sometimes. <laughs> like that where they just went on that railroad track and they just did like it was like a like a bike ride on a railroad track would i do it yes i would but is that i mean i don't know you know what i mean like it's just like it's whatever it's just something to fill space in this ep- in an episode that's really what it comes down to and, and kathy hilton is just like listen I- i'm not here for it i'll be napping i'll see you guys when you get back <laughs> oh gosh i just uh gosh, I just feel a, uh, I feel, I, I feel like I, you know, have a, have a closeness with, uh, with Kat, with Kathy Hilton there, you know, just like, I, whatever, whatever, do what you want to do. I'll be here. I'll see you when you get back. And we'll have a great time. We'll have a great time. And I also love when Sutton apologized. Uh, again, this was the last episode, um, that just aired where Sutton was apologizing for her behavior. And Kathy Hilton said, you know, thank you for apologizing. Um, please know that we will be talking about this in, uh, after dinner. 
I also love, I think it was a couple episodes ago where Rick Hilton had called Kathy and Rick was like, any drama yet? And and she's like, no, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. But I did, I really wish that that whole bottoms up situation, I wish that that would have been real. Because I believe Kathy Hilton 100% could do a bottoms up on a martini and multiple of them. That's for sure. I don't, I, I don't, I, I think that that is a real situation that has happened and, and, and she can do it. So, um, so yeah, so I'm happy that finally with Beverly Hills, we are getting into the whole Erica of it all. Um, thank goodness. Um, also the, um, that documentary, the housewife and the hustler, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Um, that just came out. I want to say, I think it was maybe yesterday. I don't know, either yesterday or today. Unclear. Um, so I will be watching that and we'll definitely touching on that, of course. So I'm going to try to get that in sometime this week. But gosh, and I do not understand. Daniel Staub, why is she part? Why is she a part of that damn, uh, that damn documentary? Why? I mean, I truly think it's just because Daniel wants, Daniel needs to stay, she wants to stay relevant in the housewife world of it all. You know what I mean? Like she just has to say, well, you know, you know that they had to have, uh, they had to have called, put feels out to a many, a many of housewives for sure. And of course, Daniel Staub was the only one that was like, I'm game. Let's do it. She doesn't know Erica. She only knows the situation based off of what is either in the news or what she has heard. What is she bringing to this conversation? What is she bringing to this conversation besides her own wackadoo opinions? Ugh, I can't with Daniel Stop. Never liked her, never will. I just can't. I just can't. So, you know, again, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know what she's saying. This is just my opinion without even having watched it yet. <laughs> So I don't know if I'm any better. As far as I know, though, I'm pretty sure Daniel Staub is the only housewife that is a part of that whole little project, as far as I'm aware. So I just thought it was very interesting. So can't wait to watch it. Excited to see it. I don't know if that's going to give us some insight on anything. And I, I was also wondering, like, I don't know if uh, Erica is going to come out and say anything about this documentary. I mean, can she with the, with the whole legal issues of it all? I mean, for God's sakes, I, I read again on uh, somebody's IG page. I cannot remember you guys which one it was, but it's definitely one of the one of the Bravo IG pages, basically saying that one of the lawyers um, for the people that are suing um, Tom Girardi, um, and they were saying that now that Erica had talked about her mental health on television, now that was fair game for them to get more information on that. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. So I'm sure if that's the case, Erica's lips are sealed on what she is, what she's going to talk about. And then with that being said, I'm a little nervous to see what is going to be said for the rest of the season. And if the, these lawyers are definitely keeping an eye out on this show to see what else Erica talks about. I mean, how could they not be? How could they not be? Oh, wow, wow, we was so you know, just wanted to touch down on those, on those two. Um, cause I, yeah, I'm not, I haven't started taking notes on them quite yet. Um, but I just wanted to touch down a little bit on, on my, on my housewives. I'm so excited. I will be doing Potomac, you guys, that is for goddamn sure. 
Again, if you have not seen the preview for Potomac, please stop what you are doing and get on it. Get on it now. Okay, Potomac is a, what a franchise. What a franchise. It's a great, it's great. Listen, the first season is a little, like, it's okay. It's okay. But ever since then, we have been firing on all cylinders. Okay, (laughs) every season has been great. And from the previews, from the, the trailer that they have put out, for the new season of Potomac, it looks like we are in for another good one. So can't wait. Can't wait. It's giving me chills just thinking about it. <laughs> That's how much I love these shows, you guys. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, what can, I, what can you do? I, like I said, the reason why I started this podcast is because I wanted to talk about the things that I love. And God damn it. I love these damn shows. Love them. Anyways, all right, guys, let's get into Shaw's, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, we are on Shaw's with Sunset, episode five. Last episode, if you have listened to it, I was having a really hard time figuring out if MJ's son's name was Shams or Shams. (laughs) I know it it seems like I should know that, right? With how much I am saying that I love these shows and how much I, I love Shaw's with Sunset as well. You would think that I would know that, but for some reason, I was doubting myself when I called him Shams. I was like, is that right? Like, that doesn't seem right, because I know that his name is spelt S-H-A-M-S. I was like, maybe I misheard it or or whatever, but no, they call him Shams. Maybe it is just spelt S-H-A-M-S, spelt Shams, but they call him Shams. So, you know, there's that. So we got that out of the way. (laughs) Got that taken care of. Oh, goodness. Okay. We start beginning of the episode. We are starting with uh, Gigi because she's getting ready for her uh, welcoming party for little baby Elijah. Um, Her friend Anita comes over, who I guess is a party planner. I don't know. But that vision board that Anita brought in for for this party it made me sad. It made me sad, you guys. Like I, it was literally, I mean, it it was, I mean, maybe like six or seven different like little photos that were up on this huge uh, poster board, but it was a clearly everything jungle, which is like, duh, Gigi wanted an African jungle party. So it was just uh, like, uh, like a little picture of like leaves, uh, you know, greens and yellows, and then she had little, she had different African animals. I was just like, what? Yeah, no shit. Like, do we really need a vision board for that? Do we really need a vision board or do, or do, or do we just need some swatches? <laughs> I don't know. I thought the vision board was just a bit much for what we were doing. It's pretty straightforward when you're talking about an African party. You know, I, I don't know. Or at least maybe in my mind, maybe it is. I I don't know. Maybe Gigi needed the vision board. Maybe Anita needed the vision board just to keep herself on track. No judgment. Just thought it was a bit interesting. Also, those 3D creations that she made. Hmm. A for effort. A for effort. I, I don't know if this was maybe like her first, you know, party planning, but it seemed like she really was going all out just to make sure that Gigi could see 
could really see what her vision was for this party <laughs> and what she had planned. I don't know, the, the, but the 3D creations, I was like, wow. You know, listen, I'm happy that she went all out. I mean, honestly, what party planner is over here making 3D creations just to make sure that you're aware of what what they what they want things to look like? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I appreciate, again, I appreciate the effort. A for effort, truly. Truly, truly, truly. Oh, goodness gracious. Next, we cut MJ. Uh, she is meeting up with Michael. And uh, MJ and her confessional, she's talking about how... And I truly, I really did laugh out loud because of this, but she's just saying that, you know, it's a welcoming party because of course, Gigi doesn't want to do a sip and see like MJ did, you know, cause Gigi has to be different. And I don't think, I mean, listen, it's a fucking sip and see. It is. It's just a different way of saying it. Do I really think that it's because Gigi didn't want to do the same thing as MJ? No, it's not like MJ coined a fucking sip and see. <laughs> you know, like MJ's not the first one to do a sip and see. That's all. I think that Gigi just wanted to do a welcoming party because a lot of people in her life had not been able to meet the baby because when she had her son, it was during COVID. So it makes fucking sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, MJ, please, 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 please. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, goodness. And so they're just talking about how, you know, it's going to be, you know, uh, Gigi's asked that everybody dress up, you know, and, you know, either make sure that they're wearing like a print or, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, jungle type, you know, attire, I guess. And Mike just starts recalling all of the outfits that MJ has worn where she is wearing some sort of animal print, which I'm just like, of course, of course, Michael remembers all of the outfits that MJ has worn where she is wearing an animal print. I mean, the the memory of it, I was like actually quite shook. I was quite shook that he remembered all of that. <laughs> and also, again, the editors just mwah, 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 chef kisses. Because, of course, as he is recalling all of these outfits, they are flashing back to each and every single one of them. I mean, listen, if you've watched the show as long as I have, you know, MJ loves an animal print. She can't help herself. She loves it. She loves it. She loves it. So while MJ and Mike are talking, we're also cutting to, uh, we're also cutting to Gigi and Reza um, talking as well. Uh, Gigi went over to Reza's house. Uh, Destiny was there as well. And Reza is, goodness, I just feel like he really, he's starting to kind of messy booting. He's messy booting around, you guys. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of being a little bit messy. But of course, they're talking about their stories, okay? Both Reza and, and Mike. And so we're kind of going, we're going back and forth between uh, Reza and Gigi and Destiny talking and then Mike and MJ talking. And basically, I mean, their stories in a sense line up, of course, until it gets to the whole Gigi of it all. They were talking on the phone. You know, Reza was telling him that, you know, you got like, like, this is ridiculous. Like, you got to like, stop doing this. Um, and then that's when somehow Gigi gets brought up. And I don't know. And according to Reza, he never brought up Gigi's name. According to Mike, he did bring up Gigi's name. Do I think that Mike probably said something 
uh, or not Mike, sorry, that Reza probably said something that may have, I mean, maybe he was joking. Maybe he just, you know, jokingly maybe said, I don't know, maybe it was Gigi, you know, like jokingly, not thinking that Mike was going to fucking take that truly and fucking run with it, thinking that Gigi would actually send him fucking spoof messages. For what and why? Gigi does not want you, Mike, nor does she have any stake in your fucking relationship. So why would Gigi do that? Truly, why? It doesn't make any sense. So why would he like run with that? It blows my mind. It really blows my mind. Uh, Destiny said at one point, she's like, Mike is definitely just doing like a whole smoke and mirror situation. So Mike doesn't have to take ownership for the whole situation. He only is taking ownership for a small part of it. And, and this whole spoof message bullshit is, is, is just that. It's bullshit. It, it doesn't, like, I don't understand why he is even, like, trying with these, like, spoof. Like, were the spoof messages worse than what the real messages were that you were sending to somebody? Were the, were the, were the spoof messages, was that the dick pics that he was sending? I, I don't know. I just need to know what, like, what are we looking at difference-wise between the spoof messages and the real messages that he sent? Because I have a feeling that the spoof messages are way more egregious than the fucking real messages that he's taking that he's taking ownership for. I don't know. Anywho. While Gigi and Reza are talking, that is when Gigi decides to tell Reza that she doesn't think that MJ is going to allow him to meet Baby Shamps. And ugh. It really did break my heart because you could tell Reza was just like really upset by that. He was really sad because I mean, he does, he wants to meet, he wants to meet Shamps so badly, so, so, so badly. There was a point. So later on in the episode, I'm just going to kind of bouncing around a little bit. So sorry guys, but there's a point where they are talking at the welcoming party and MJ said to him, how do you think I felt knowing that you didn't even come to the hospital to see me? You're my best friend and all the people that the, the people that I wanted to be there was my husband, my mom, and you, and you were nowhere to be found. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's, uh, there's hurt feelings all over the place. There's hurt feelings all over the place. I, and I don't, uh, I don't think that it's really, I don't know if MJ is possibly kind of maybe, I don't want to say using champs, but like she knows that it's hurting him is what I'm getting at. You know, she knows that it hurts him to not, to not see Shamps. Goodness gracious. So, it, yeah. But you could just tell when Gigi told him that he was pretty heartbroken. He really thought that he was on the way to being able to meet little baby Shamps. But again, like I said in the last episode, it's not up just to, to MJ. Let's be very fucking honest. If MJ was not doing this show, do you think Tommy would be okay with her hanging out with Reza? Hell to the na na na. Hell to the na na na. So just, you know, something to think about, I guess. <laughs> Anywho, on with the episode. Uh, next, we have uh, Nima and MJ. They are painting. Um, they're painting up on, uh, I don't know where the hell they are, actually. But they're, you know, doing like a, they're, they got some wine and, and they're painting. Why they're the only two there, I mean, I guess. But I don't know. I, I, maybe because Nima, I feel like it's kind of like ousted in the sense like he, like Gigi won't fucking talk to him. Um, him and Reza, their relationship is you know, weird, is is okay, but it's not like, I don't think either one of them really wants to hang out with each other, you know? So it, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, 
the painter is telling them how to like draw. I think it was like a vase or something. And he was just saying, you know, make sure that it's, you know, nice and, and wide and a big, in a big shape. And he's like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's what I hear. I'm just like, <laughs> of course I'm just like, yeah, you are clearly single. Yeah, you are, bud. Yeah, you are. It's okay. Listen, single times. <laughs> single times out here in these streets. So, um, but then also I noticed that he had a, uh, like a wine holder that was around his neck. Where the hell do I get one of those? I mean, it was like, I mean, like, you know, like for like babies and they have like, I don't know, like, you know, be able to like either like attach the sippy cup or, you know, like just like a little, you know, clippy thing. But this was like around your neck. It was like a necklace that held your cup of wine great. Sign me up. Get me one. Where do I get it? <laughs> Looks great to me. I'd love to be drinking, you know, painting, and then also having a, a glass of wine around my neck. Sounds like a great time to me. <laughs> also, we find out that Nima was not invited to Gigi's uh, son's welcoming party. Awkward. So, um, and then finally, I got some clarity on what the whole issue was between Gigi and Nima. So I forgot about this, but last season, I think they were like in Hawaii, I think, or something. And Nima and Gigi had, I guess, like they started like making out and stuff, but Nima did not want it to go um, towards having sex. I guess he kind of stopped it there. He stopped it with just kissing um, and did not allow it to go any further. In a sense, kind of rejected Gigi. I think that that, again, is, you know, it, that's a hard, that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to just, you know, to be rejected by somebody like that. Um, especially when Nima, when you constantly were hitting on her, even when you had a girlfriend. And then once she finally was like in a place to be like, okay, I'm going to give this, a, I'm going to give this a whirl. You're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So she hit you back with, no, nah, I'm real fucking good. I'm going to cut you right the fuck off. So, yeah. So it's all making a lot more sense now of why, uh, why Gigi is not talking to him. I don't know. It seems like something to maybe chat out. But also, I don't know if I would want to chat it out with him. If I'm being honest, like, fuck off. <laughs> it's just me. The next we are with uh, Gigi Landon and Landon's friend that is a spiritual healer or an empath, something to that effect. The wig that she had on was making me uncomfortable. It was not a good one. It wasn't a good one. And that's, listen, that's not for me to judge. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking about what I'm seeing. Just talking about what I'm seeing. She seemed like a great lady. She seemed like a sweet, kind-hearted woman. But that wig was unfortunate. Maybe she was just wearing the wig for the show. I don't know. But I didn't um I didn't approve of it. <laughs> That's again, it's just my opinion. She seems like a great lady. But the wig was soft-putting. Okay, anywho, on to, <laughs> on to the spiritual healer. So she so Landon just thought it would be a good idea for Gigi to meet up with the spiritual healer to hopefully try to give her some clarity on what to do 
and who to believe in this whole spoof messages situation um, and if she should believe Reza or Mike. And basically this, this lady told her that Reza may have implied it, but then Mike exaggerated it. And listen, guys, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a spiritual healer or, or an empath, but I felt like that was what was going on regardless. So not quite sure if we needed, if we needed her to come on board to, to give us that information. <laughs> I thought that that, I thought that was a little bit of a given. And that was truly all that that lady had to say, or at least of what we got to see. I don't know if she said anything else to Gigi. I feel like if she did, we would have saw it. You know, she gave her some more information on that situation. I feel like, of course, the editors would, um, you know, and the production team, of course, would be putting that in the episode. Why would they not? Why would they not? You know, so I just thought that was strange. I thought that was interesting. Okay. And on we go. So next we have Tommy and Vita. Vita is coming over to MJ's house. It looks like she'll like spend a couple of days um, with MJ. She has like a she has like a little suitcase and her dog. And oh gosh, I love Tommy and Vita. Okay, those two started. I mean, even though Vita did not approve of Tommy and from the jump, I mean those their relationship. I mean, shook and shock, like shocked and shook, shooked, <laughs> shocked and shooked. <laughs> But those two, the fact that they ha- do have such a good relationship and have for some time is great. It's great. I'm not sure. And I can't remember really when their relationship, like when they really started to have a good relationship. I can't remember if that was before the wedding or after the wedding. But regardless, I love that Vita has a good relationship with Tommy. Thank God. Thank God. Because she does not, she's, you know, listen, Vita is Vita and the things that she says to MJ just <laughs> shake me to my shake me to my core. But the 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 two of them just oh gosh just make me just I love it I love it I love it. So when Vita gets there, MJ is is asking her like you know how do I look like you know like it looks you know how do I how am I looking and her mom just keeps saying different. You look different, MJ. <laughs> and listen, that's the best that Vita can do. Okay. That's what the best that Vita can do. She doesn't want to say more than that because she knows that she's going to hurt her daughter. So it's for the best that she just says, you look different, but we all know what that means. We know that it's, Vita's not approving of it. Vita's just very opinionated and she doesn't give a shit whether you're her daughter or uh, or anybody else or Joe Schmo on the street. She's going to tell you her opinion and that's it. That's it. So they are having dinner. Again, Tommy just warms my heart. I love him to bits, you guys. I mean, I'm probably going to, and I'm sure people are going to be tired of me saying that, but I do. I love him. He's just so sweet. He's such a good guy. Again, can somebody please tell me what does Tommy do? What does Tommy do? Is is Tommy a stay-at-home dad? Great if he is. I just want to know. Or does Tommy have a day job like me? What does Tommy do? What is he doing? Please, somebody. (laughs) I'm ridiculously forgetful. I will forget to research this. 
as soon as I, as soon as I'm done here, 15 other things that I got to do. So, you know, I, maybe I should jot it down, make a note for myself. I just need to know what does Tommy do? Anywho, he's a great dad. And, and just him and MJ, they just look like they're just doing a great job. They're great parents. I just, I, I love it. Also, okay. Tommy was over there. I mean, homeboy was making lobsters, steak. Um, I, I don't know, baked potatoes, like uh, homeboy can cook. He can cook and thank God he can, because we all know MJ is, I mean, listen, do I think that maybe she can cook a few things? Sure. Is she the best cook? Probably not. I don't know. I've never been invited to her home, so I don't know what she can and cannot cook. But, <laughs> but from what I have seen of what, of you know, of what she has done when people come over in the past, it's not like she's whipping up a meal. You know what I mean? She's she's ordering stuff, ordering stuff out always. So thank God for Tommy. Thank God Tommy can cook. Sweet Jesus. We cut to Reza and Adam. Reza is, um, I can't remember what he said it was called. He said it was like sage, but it it was something else, some other like herb or whatever that he's using basically to like ward off evil, evil spirits, evil eye, that t- sort of thing. Because he is just feeling like um, that MJ, I guess in a sense, I, I, he just feels like MJ is up to her old tricks somehow and is like trying to trick him. Um, because she didn't say anything about him not being able to meet Shams when they were in Palm Springs. Well, listen, I think you guys just started to mend your friendship. And so she is is trying to get you, I think, back into the good graces of Tommy, or at least to get you guys to in, in a good, hopefully, for Tommy to see that, that you know, you two and, and Reza and MJ are in a good place. So then she can try to say, like, listen, things are different. Please just try to be open to this. And so then she'll have a little bit more leverage to try to get things to move forward. But also you have to drop the fucking restraining order, Reza. How can you have a restraining order still against her husband? Like, eh. And then be upset that she is not okay with you quite yet meeting her son. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Guys, I have too many feelings on it. I, I, again, they change with the wind. I don't know. I don't know which way I'm going. <laughs> but I do know that... That I'm with Tommy. <laughs> I do know that. I stand by Tommy. I do stand by him. But so I, I don't think that I don't think that MJ is up to her old tricks. I think it's a very delicate situation, and she's trying to be respectful of her husband, but also trying to do this fucking show. Like, I mean, I know that we don't like on the show. Of course, they can't talk about that, but that's really what it comes down to, everybody. She's trying to still be able to do the show, so she has to be able to mend these, like, she has to be able to mend this friendship with Reza. And, I mean, yes, they have been friends for, I think they were saying, like, 30-plus years, so it is a true, real friendship show or no show. But do I think if the show was going on, it, let's let's just say, if the show was not going on, do we really think that they would be trying to work the situation out and, and chatting it out right now? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it would be, you know, nobody would be trying to resolve anything or, you know, or trying to get to a better place. With the show, it is it is kind of definitely forcing them to talk about this and try to move forward with it. But I think that Rosa needs to fucking relax. He needs to relax about it. Listen, if things go well, then yes, of course you're going to meet her son. But right now, 
everybody's a little apprehensive. Just like Reza, you're apprehensive, it seems, clearly, since you haven't dropped it yet, to drop the goddamn restraining order. So she's apprehensive of having you meet her son, because that's not what her husband wants. Her husband doesn't want her to be around you, let's be honest. Shim-sham. It's a shim-sham. All right, we are finally to the welcoming party. I mean, it's, it looks like a great party. It looks nice. I mean, they're at somebody, somebody like a family friend's house or something like that. Um, so worked out, worked out well. Uh, Reza and Destiny get there. I think like around like the same time, and they see a black cat cross across the roof of of this lady's home. Which number one, I was thinking, is this is this like a neighbor's cat? Is it the lady that lives there? Is that her cat? How did the cat, how did the cat get on the roof? I mean, I had a lot of questions, but also I do feel like that may not have been a great sign when you're seeing a cat walking across the, walking across the roof, a black cat to that, you know, I'm a little superstitious guys. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that was a great sign. I don't know. But of course, Reza, because he loves cats, he's like, oh no, that's just, a, it's just a cute cat. It's like, you oh. know. Don't hear. I mean, you were just trying to ward off evil. Don't know if it worked. Because <laughs> there's a black cat. Oh, goodness. So everybody's coming to the welcoming party while they are doing that because Nima is not, has not been invited to the welcoming party. So we are cutting to Nima meeting up with his younger sister who is going to UCLA. It was, you know, just, we're just trying to do stuff with Nima because he wasn't invited. I get it. You know what I mean? What I thought was great is that his younger sister just kind of gives him a quick little jab um, about, I cannot remember what the joke was that she said, but she just gave him a quick little jab about his teeth. You guys, those teeth are too damn white. They are too damn white. I want, I, I need him to get uh, one shade up. Okay. Like, or, or down, like however you want to, however you want to look at it, regardless, we need to go one shade darker. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Okay. Those teeth are too white. He looks crazy. If anybody has ever seen that friends episode where Ross gets his fucking teeth whitened and they are, and I think he gets tan at the same time or something like that. I think if I'm remembering correctly and his teeth, I mean, they straight up glow out of his mouth. That is what Nima looks like. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not natural. I don't know what he was trying to do there. I don't know who, what doctor told him, what, you know, doctor, dentist, dentist, doctor told him that that was okay. That like, great. That looks awesome. Looks natural. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look natural. I need him to go one shade darker. Please, please, Nima, hear me. <laughs> it's too white, my guy. Oh, Lord. It's too white. So we cut back to the welcoming party and oh, goodness gracious. So they had cut to somehow we got onto, um, I can't remember how it happened, but anyways, we, we cut back to the welcoming party, destiny. Um, they're talking about like destiny. Like, I mean, listen, like her body is banging, like, girl has like a good body. She has great fashion. Like she's fucking gorgeous. I don't know how she is single. I don't, I don't understand it, but also listen, I had from being a picky person myself in the sense of dating, I, I get it. 
Like she just has not found somebody that has, that it meets the standards of where she is at in her life. So listen, girl, do not settle for less, but just know you are fucking, you're fucking banging and whatever, whatever man finally is able to deserve you. I mean, they will be damn fucking lucky. So I think it's Reza and Vita that are like talking and Vita basically says that, you know, she looks great. She's lost weight, but she doesn't have a butt. (laughs) And that's neither here nor there. Like regardless, like she doesn't need to have a Kim Kardashian ass. Like she doesn't need to have a huge ass. Girl is, is regardless is gorgeous, but or no, but like she still has like, she's got a little something back there. Is it like, no, but she's got a cute, like she's got a cute little butt. Like, and that's fine. So, of course, uh, Reza has to go over to Destiny and tell her what what Reza, what Reza had said. Now, prior to Reza going over and telling Destiny Destiny what what was said about her butt, the editors did a close up on Destiny's butt. <laughs> And they even gave it like a little Chiron. So like when they say like, um, you know, like saying like who each person is, you know what I'm saying? Like like Reza or, you know, Adam, Reza's husband, you know what I mean? Like those, like those little like labels or whatever. They put a Chiron up and just said Destiny's butt. Like y'all, did we need you to put a Chiron up to tell us that that was Destiny's butt? We're fully aware. (laughs) We are fully aware that that was Destiny's ass. Oh goodness. But these shady editors, uh, they can't help themselves. You know, they just got to keep, they got to, they got to edit for the shade, the shade of it all. So listen, they're doing their job at the end of the day. They really are. They're keeping it entertaining and I love it. (laughs) But back to Reza had to go tell Destiny what Vita said. And it's just like, Reza, why? Why? Of course, that's going to make Destiny feel a certain way. But then also, like, you know Vita's going to say something wild. If it wasn't about Destiny, it was going to be about somebody else. We all know that Vita says shit out of, like, out of pocket and uncalled for. She's been, she's been doing it for nine seasons. This isn't new. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, the things that she said about MJ, her own fucking daughter. Of course she's going to talk shit about anybody and everybody. Whatever, like, whatever Vita thinks then just comes out of her mouth. And that's the problem. Vita has no filter. She has no way of even registering. Oh, should I, was that harsh of me to say? <laughs> like, she has, she has no clue. She has no clue. Of course, Vita tried to like smooth it over. <laughs> she was just like, listen, also Kim Kardashian, but I mean, that's too big. That's too big. I was just saying you just need a little bit more, butt. it's like, oh, she says Vita. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, goodness. So, of course, MJ gets pissed off that Reza was calling out her mom about this. And also, MJ, why are you getting pissed off? You know your mom says some wild-ass stuff. You know that she says some wild-ass stuff. And if it wouldn't have got to her then, it would have gotten to her later. She's not being called out. She's on a fucking reality show. There's cameras everywhere. Also, Vita is miked. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm shook. I'm shook. Why are you pissed off about that? 
I thought she at first was getting more pissed off that Reza was saying that to Destiny because I thought she was being protective of her feelings. But it seemed like she was actually more pissed off that Reza was calling out Vita. It's like, hello, De I felt bad for Destiny because she is gorgeous. Who cares if she doesn't have a huge ass? She doesn't need one. She's perfect the way she is. I don't know. I just thought that that was just like rude. She looked gorgeous in that leopard print number with her with her thigh highs and she had a whip and everything. I mean, she was a, she was adorable, cute, sexy, love it. I just was not okay to just like to judge her, to judge her looks. So, you know, anywho, I yeah, I just I thought that that was very strange that MJ was more upset that Reza called out Vita than than Reza telling um telling destiny and not being protective of destiny's feelings about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, D destiny and, um, Reza did kind of like talk about it and, you know, destiny did tell him like, listen, I just needed you to, I, that was not the time to tell me that I'm already feeling awkward being in this space. I'm, you know, me and it sounds like her and Vita have had a few run-ins where Vita talks a little wild. And so she was just already nervous with the Vita of it all, which anybody should be. I'd be scared terrified of what would, what Vita would say. <laughs> terrified. <laughs> that lady's tongue can be sharp sometimes. Um, and then, you know, she's also just like trying to repair her, you know, friendship with MJ. And so it was just an uncomfortable situation. So the last thing that she needed was him, you know, in a sense, kind of like laughing and, you know, talking about her ass and judging her. So, I mean, and, you know, Rizla apologized, which I think was good. They were able to like resolve it, but I'm like, again, y'all, this is all happening at, Elijah's um, welcome party. Exactly what Gigi did not want to happen is literally happening. Everybody is is unloading their grievances at this at this baby welcoming party. <laughs> it's wild. It is wild. They all eventually get to get like they there's we're still at the welcoming party. Um, they all eventually sit down all together, of course, and you know, they, you know, this is when MJ like tells, tells Reza that he shouldn't have talked about Vita or whatever and called her out. And Reza finally, you know, hears from MJ, like, listen, you're not going to be meeting champs anytime soon. And, you know, Reza is like hurt. He's like, you're telling me kind of like one thing to my face. And then, you know, and then I'm hearing something else from somebody else. So I can understand why Reza was like feeling like MJ was messy booting around. I think, I think that MJ was just being cautious about what she was saying to him because she doesn't know where her husband is going to be in this situation. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, definitely uh, Tommy is not okay with Reza at all. So she's just, she's trying to be cautious about what she says. She doesn't want to give him any sort of like false hope or whatever, but she's also like, listen, you just extended the restraining order for three years. So it's just, we're not, we're not making any sort of headway. If you are trying to see my son, then you got to drop the restraining order. You got to do that olive branch at least, at least. <sighs> Goodness gracious. So then Reza and Mike get into it and Reza's just, not Reza, sorry. Mike is just saying that Reza is like, he just full out like yells out, you're a snake. You're a snake. And I'm just like, again, you guys, why is this happening at this welcoming party? Everything that Gigi was like, please y'all, 
please don't do this at my baby's party. They did it anyways. They did it anyways. And so they like get into it. Reza literally says to Mike, did you try to fuck Gigi in Turkey? Like, what? (laughs) What? Reza, pull it together. This is not the time. That is not something to say. He's like, did you fuck that girl in the ass? What? Again, you're at, listen, Gigi did say that it was an adult party, but regardless, this is not the time. This is not the time to be having this conversation, you two. It's crazy. The conversation was crazy. People were just going back and forth, back and forth. It was, you know, Reza and MJ, then MJ and Reza, then Reza and Mike, Mike and Reza, then, you know, everybody, the other people are just like trying to kind of get their, get their blurps in. What I thought was great is that Gigi was the fucking voice of reason trying to, trying to get, um, MJ and Reza to see that, like, listen, you guys are both hurt. You both want the same things, but things need to happen in order for you to be able to get those things. It's like, like MJ, Reza needs you to be honest about what's going on and not try to sugarcoat it. He needs you to be honest about what's going on. Reza, you need to understand that she is in a, in a, in a hard situation because her husband fucking hates you right now. So Everybody needs to just chill the fuck out. The whole Mike situation, that's a whole nother fucking entity that nobody can even even touch. But I love that Gigi was the voice of reason in that whole situation. I also love that she kicked them all out. She's like, listen, y'all, y'all are doing too much. Everybody needs to go. Everybody needs to go. I don't even know if the party was over, but regardless, I thought that was great. Get them out of there. Get them out of there. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. That was basically, I mean, just hitting on some hot topics of the episode. The next episode we are, that from the preview that we saw, it's Halloween. So it looks like we're having a party at, this is the party at Destiny's house. I mean, this is only episode five, you guys. I don't know. I mean, so the new episode, I mean, the next episode will be episode six. I don't know how many episodes we are getting this season, but the fact that that scene, it, we're already there. Um, you know, so maybe we're like halfway through. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure how many, like I said, I don't know how many episodes we're getting this, this year, but the fact that we're already to the Halloween party makes me a little bit nervous about how much, how much longer we got. So, but we also got a, a, a cowboy murder mystery coming up, coming up at some point in the season. So, so I don't know, but so, anywho, the preview shows that we are at Destiny's house for a Halloween party. Again, Destiny, gorgeous, you guys. I don't know if Destiny does her own makeup, but I am loving the Beetlejuice makeup that she did. She has a green um, blush situation going on. I loved it. I loved it. I love it. Loved it. So, anywho, that is when I guess Mike just like goes off the handle because he's saying that, you know, people are trying to come after his relationship. Nobody is trying to come after your relationship, Mike. Uh, your girlfriend sent out messages to everybody and made your guys' business everybody else's business. Yeah. So, don't know what to tell you there. So annoying. So, and... And I didn't realize, I couldn't figure out for the life of me when the, when we were seeing the previews previously, who the heck was trying to get in between Mike and Destiny. And finally I saw on this preview that it's Nima. 
it's Nima. He just has a wig on. He has like a pigtail wig on. <laughs> and so I don't know what, I don't know if, I don't know what Mike is doing. I mean, if he truly put some hands on fucking destiny or something, like whether that be, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it was like domestic violence, but I think that he maybe clearly is overstepping his, overstepping some fucking boundaries for sure. <sighs> and then also in the preview, we see Paulina telling destiny that this has happened a lot where he has been messaging other people. So again, this is not the fucking first time. Like this is crazy. Mike does not look well, everybody. Mike looks unhinged. I'm just saying like, he does not look like he is like all there. Like something is not right. He looks like he looks like an angry mess, a hot, angry mess, a hot, sweaty, angry mess. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I mean, listen, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I, you know, I want to see what exactly transpires at this party. Because definitely, I mean, if he thought those messages were going to be his only problem, definitely he is creating more of a fucking issue with everybody after this party at Destiny's house. Or at the very least with Destiny, for sure. Also, Mike, be mad at your girl. She's still talking about your guys' about your shit. Okay? Anywho. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much all I got today. Um... You know, I was happy to at least touch a little bit on some Real Housewives episodes, um, you know, just kind of share a little bit about, you know, loving the shows. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really glad that the, you know, we're seeing more diversity in our Real Housewives franchise, definitely with Beverly Hills in New York, for sure. Um, I'm loving Crystal on Beverly Hills. Sutton will always be a straight wackadoo. I thought she was a wackadoo last season. I think she's still a wackadoo this season. So there's that. <laughs> you know, and I am just liking how we're dealing with, you know, just, you know, equality in, in our in our country and um, how things are not equal and just making sure that there is social justice and, you know, I am just liking that it's that it's been a that it's been a conversation throughout each of our each of the housewives seasons that have come out, um, you know, since since last year. Um, and so, yeah. So just you know, I I've just been enjoying it, especially you know, I like I said, I am loving Ebony K Williams. I think that she is just uh, She's truly like a treat. She really is. I think she has blended, so, just meshed so well with those ladies. And listen, it is not up to her to fucking educate these hoes, but she's doing, she's doing a great job of making sure to keep them accountable and making them realize that what y'all have been doing all your days is not okay. Okay. And you need to shift what you're doing. And I am loving fucking Sonia. Sonia Morgan gets it. And Luann, Ramona, they need to take a damn page out of out of Sonia's book for sure. For sure. Look around, y'all. Okay? Realize what you're doing is not okay. Okay? You have lived in white privilege all your lives. And it's time to step outside of your box and and get a little uncomfortable. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I, you know, that's, that's it for me today. 
So I hope that you all enjoyed it. Um, again, please follow my IG page. Give me more reality. Um, that is when um, that if you do follow the IG page, um, every time that I post an episode, I, um, you know, make a post about it. So, um, if you don't subscribe, that would be a, you know, a, a good way to also know when things are, you know, being posted so you can listen and check it out. Um, but please subscribe. <laughs> also, please subscribe, please follow the IG page and please subscribe to wherever you are listening you know, either comment or DM or whatever, and just let me know what you guys are thinking. If there's things that you want me to cover, things you want me to talk about, um, whatever it is, like, just, you know, let me know. So just know I'm just here, here. I am just, I'm just talking trash with love. Okay. I'm just a shit talker and I love to do it, but truly I do it from my heart because I love these shows and, um, you know, they're so entertaining and, you know, I would have it no other way. As much as I talk shit about this, I would have no other, I, I would want it no other way, you know? So I, I'm being entertained and, and that's, and, and that's all that the, these folks want to do. They want to entertain, you know? So here we are. We're both, we're, everybody's getting what they want. Please just check out the IG page, you guys. And, um, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, um, and, you know, just, uh, check it out. And yeah. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, this has been Give Me More Reality. Thank you, guys.